Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're finishing up the 14th chapter of Mark, beginning in verse 66. Jesus has been betrayed and arrested. The disciples have proven pretty faithless by scattering in every direction, and phase one of Jesus' trials or mockeries of trials, has just occurred in the wee hours of the night before the Jewish authorities who charged him with blasphemy for claiming to be exactly who he is, the Son of God, the Messiah. Now, before taking us to phase two of Jesus' trials before the Gentiles, Mark cuts abruptly away from the trial scenes to show us Peter, alone, separated from his Lord and his friends, struggling with his own confusion, thoughts, temptation, and sin. It's not an uplifting scene. He's surrounded by unbelievers, and they're applying the pressure. As you listen this week, ask yourself, how would you do in Peter's shoes? If you were separated from your fellowship of believing friends, and your pastor had just been thrown in prison to face trial and a death penalty for his faith, and your community is pointing the finger at you saying, that's one of them, would you stand or would you fall? And even if you say you would stand, remember that Peter had just sworn that even if everyone else fell away, he would not. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Peter Plummets. Come back with me to Mark chapter 14. And if it seems like we've been saying that for a long time, it's because we've been saying that for a long time. This is a very long chapter, and it was interrupted by... Christmas and New Year to boot. But this is a passage that is set on the night, or actually early in the morning of the day that Jesus went to the cross. It's a little bit of a sidebar from the events in the life of Jesus, but this is when Peter is in the spotlight. Now, if we're going to take from this passage what we need to take from it, and that's my goal for this morning then you need to understand that if you're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you live in constant danger. It's easy to forget that, and when you forget the threat, you are more susceptible than ever. The danger is connected to the fact that even though in Christ you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, Ephesians 1.3, even though you have a secure inheritance for which you are protected by the power of God, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Even though no one can snatch you out of the hands of the Father and the Son, John 10, 28 and 29, you are still in danger. Or you're not in danger of losing your salvation, but you are in danger of falling into great grief and a guilty conscience, maybe even missing out on heavenly rewards that you might otherwise have received. You are in danger of grieving the Holy Spirit and bringing shame on the name of Christ. Why? Because you're not a finished work just yet. John chapter 8, verses 22 and 23 put it this way, 
For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. Why? Because of Genesis chapter 3. It is a cursed earth. It is a cursed world. And we are a fallen race. It says, and not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of the body. Now, you're already a child of God, but you are still incarcerated in a physical body. It is not yet glorified, and that last step of your salvation package is yet to come. The groaning is because while we wait for that final stage, while we still live in this earthly body, we are easily tempted. And through this body, we maintain contact with all of the evils in this fallen world. Don't forget, what we just read in Romans chapter 8 is in the chapter that begins with these famous words, Romans 8.1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, you will never be condemned because Jesus took upon Himself all your sin and all the penalty for your sin. He absorbed all the wrath of God that you deserve. You cannot be condemned, but you sure do groan when you know what could be and what will be and You compare that with what is. Now look what that same guy wrote just before he wrote Romans 8. Not surprisingly, it's in Romans 7. And if we back up to Romans chapter 7, verse 14 and 15. For we know that the law is spiritual. Everything that God says, everything He says about right and wrong, about holiness and, and, and truth and unrighteousness and lies and all, all of that's true, that's good. But He says... But I am a flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. Now, if an apostle could say that, I have a feeling you've had that same thought. I do the things I, I hate to do sometimes. Go to Romans seven seventeen and 18. So now... No longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. And then verse 21, I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. Now, he does a very important and subtle thing there. He says, uh, I do these things I don't want to do. Well, It's not me doing it, because me, I, he knows, by the way, he also wrote 2 Corinthians, he knows he's a new creation, he's a whole new thing, but there's still this thing that anchors him to his own temptability. There's still the flesh. Get on down a little bit further to verses 24 and 25, he says, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from... And here's where the problem comes from. Who will set me free from the body of this death? Well, I'm glad he answered the question. (laughs) Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh 
the law of sin. Paul understood salvation. He wrote more on the doctrine of soteriology than anybody else in, in, uh, of all the human authors of Scripture. And he understands your salvation includes the whole package that's mentioned at the end of Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. Uh, he says, God foreknew you. He determined your relationship with Him in advance before the foundation of the world. He predestined you to become conformed to the image of sons. That means he, he guarantees the destination of your holiness in His presence, and, he, and, he, and He's working daily to help you grow in holiness. Not only did He foreknow you, not only did He predestine you, He called you to faith by His Holy Spirit. No man can come to me except the Father who sent me draws him, says Jesus in John 6, 65. And, and God effectually drew you to Himself. And then it says, He justified you declared you righteous on the basis of the imputed righteousness of Christ, and He will glorify you. At that moment that you are absent from the body of this death and you are present with the Lord, you'll be glorified. That's a certainty because it is guaranteed by the promise of God, so much so that that which, think, which hasn't happened yet is stated in the past tense. If you have all the other parts of that package, you have the whole package and you will be glorified. But right now, you and I live in between the moment of being justified in Christ and the moment of being glorified in His presence. In the meantime, you're still incarcerated in the body of this death. Now, before you came to Christ, you were completely a slave to sin. Uh, but He redeemed you. He, he set you free from that bondage, and now you're free to follow Him, and you are to pursue, you're free to pursue ever greater holiness and to continually grow in your practice of, of righteousness. But that constant danger that you face is forgetting that in your flesh dwells no good thing, and that you are always temptable. When you come to a point in your walk with the Lord that you start thinking, I'm getting the hang of this. I can do this. I can please Christ. And you forget that you need His grace and His strength desperately every moment. Well, that's the time that you are about to fall. That's what happened to Peter. He, he loved Jesus. He wanted to be with him. He was zealous about that. I mean, I remember one day that he, he jumped out of a boat and ran across the water to be with Jesus. He did great till he started looking around, and then he sank. But as much as he loved Jesus, Peter didn't yet grasp all that was in play. Now, we have before us a pretty straightforward passage, but to have its intended impact, you need to know the background, because this passage, it's not just the story of Peter. It's here in Scripture for our, for our teaching, for our, uh, for our correction, for our training in righteousness. There are some things that we need to be reproved by from this text, as in all of Scripture. And this is a great warning against self-confidence. Now, let me remind you of a, a string of events leading up to our passage. It all started, well, I guess when Peter was born, but when we got to know him... 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.